Could I speak a bit about um, turning inward? And is solitude necessary to turn inward? I think I've written whole books on this. Um, everything I've written is pointing to how to go inward. The idea of going inward is to discover your own oasis of self-sufficiency. That's really, in a nutshell, what it means. That you don't constantly go in the external world to feel fulfilled. That it's not that from one phone to another phone to a higher phone, one laptop to another, one car to another. So you don't somehow equate your adequacy or your sense of adequacy. You don't equate your sense of fulfillment, your sense of accomplishment with what you have in the outer world. Turning inward means uh, realizing that all that I feel, ultimately, I am responsible for it. All that I do, eventually, I'm accountable for it. All that I think is my own thought process. There can be triggers, there can be <clears throat> external triggers, but ultimately, I am responsible for seeing that execution of a thought train through. So turning inward means looking at yourself for all answers. And is solitude necessary? In fact, the more you turn inward, the more you crave for solitude. From uh, being in a crowded world, which I'm sure, <clears throat> like all of you come here in this ashram, you must have experienced at some point in time. It's good to have so many loving people around you, but at the same time, it gets taxing. Sometimes uh, you want to tell your roommate, shut the hell up. <laughs> or uh, maybe the, there is a rhythm of snoring going on in your dormitory, which uh, you would so like to just... Uh, um, just sprinkle something in the air so everybody goes to sleep. <laughs> because that's the nature of, of the external world. It's beautiful, it's powerful, it's empowering, it's engaging, it's attractive. But it can drain you out. Even like um, people who <clears throat> serve uh, in this place, Four days of event, and it's uh, we feel knocked out after this. After so many interactions, or like meditation sessions, and reading sessions, and then more interactions. Uh, and I'm sure uh, you probably feel that somewhere as well. Maybe not attending what we do here in this temple, but interacting with other people. Because who's really interested in uh, God? I don't think there are many. And even if they are, they, they have an individual journey. When people get together, they, they don't really want to know what your experience of the divine is. They want to tell theirs. And uh, they will ask you how you are, where do you work, where have you come from, 
how long have you been coming here? How do you know I'm Swami? Have you had any experience with this guy? And I had this kind of experience. And all those questions that have no meaning whatsoever at all. So turning inward or, or being solitary is uh, recognizing that eventually I will need it. It's healing. But a longer solitude is only for the trained mind. Otherwise, it gets depressing. Somebody who goes into a, a, a solitude beyond, let's say, three or four days, if their mind is not trained, they will feel very depressed. Then it's not, you cannot turn inward forcefully. That's what I mean. And it's an evolution. Then you grow out of it. Once you have trained your mind living in solitude and have spent a fair bit of time in solitude, then you come out. And uh, once you come out, then you are trained to live in the world. Your energy is calming. People in your presence will experience the bliss of solitude. But it's important then to realize that just because you like solitude, you cannot be in solitude. <coughs> and I think I wrote about it in my memoir that uh, Bhair Vima, who met me in uh, Badrinath briefly, the one who said uh, a few things. She said, uh, you have become a sadhu, but you're a raja, and you'll remain one. Second, she said, you will always have a, uh, a helper with you. There will always be somebody in your personal service. And I said to her, this was, I think, in her response to when I said, I am just so loving here in my cave. I just wish to be here all by myself. She said that this is the only stint where you're all by yourself. You'll always have somebody looking after you. Her word was anuyayi. And I could mean somebody who's in your service or somebody who follows you. She said, you will always have somebody who's, who's in your service. And then she said, please also make sure you don't spend too much time in solitude. She said, the world needs you. And then she said something which I don't even, f which I feel even shy and I don't think I wrote it in my memoir. She said, some of the greatest and the most popular, she was word she used, saints out there, and the so-called, she took some big titles, I don't want to take it, could hurt people's sentiment. She said this, they, they stand nowhere in front of your fire. Those were her words. And she said, that's why you have to come back in the world, because there is so much you are going to do, said, she said. Even you cannot imagine at this point in time. And that's, so her explicit instruction to me was, other than the sadhana she gave me, don't spend too much time in solitude. She said then, you would not step out in the world. I don't want to spend your life and your time in just caves and woods. You must come out. And what an amazing device mind is. I'd completely, completely forgotten about that sentence until this conversation came of what exactly she had said at that time. It's a journey. 
somewhere you have to train yourself in solitude otherwise you would not be able to test if you have really turned inward how would you test really think about it can you be away from your objects of attachment and are you okay when you're away or are you sad or lonely or depressed <laughs>